You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 143, and today we'll read Ezra, Chapters 8 through 10 together. The centerpiece of this episode is Ezra's confession on behalf of Israel. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and new. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. Ezra chapter 8 These are the family heads and the genealogical records of those who returned with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Gershom from Phineas's descendants, Daniel from Ithamar's descendants, Hattush from David's descendants, who was of Shechaniah's descendants, Zechariah from Perosh's descendants, and 150 men with him who were registered by genealogy. Eliahoani from Zerahiah, from Pehath Moab's descendants, and two hundred men with him. Shechaniah, son of Jehaziel, from Zatu's descendants, and three hundred men with him. Ebed, son of Jonathan, from Aden's descendants, and fifty men with him. Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, from Elam's descendants, and seventy men with him. Zebediah, son of Michael, from Shephatiah's descendants, and eighty men with him. Obadiah, son of Jehiel, from Joab's descendants, and two hundred eighteen men with him. Shalometh, son of Josephiah, from Bani's descendants, and one hundred sixty men with him. Zechariah, son of Bebei, from Bebei's descendants, and twenty-eight men with him. Johanan, son of Hakatan, from Asgad's descendants, and 110 men with him. These are the last ones, from Adonikam's descendants, and their names are Eliphalet, Jeuel, and Shemaiah, and 60 men with them. Uthai and Zachar, from Bigvai's descendants, and 70 men with them. I gathered them at the river that flows to Ahava, and we camped there for three days. I searched among the people and priests and found no Levites there. Then I summoned the leaders, Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerib, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshullam, as well as the teachers, Joiarib and Elnathan. I sent them to Iddo, the leader at Kasaphiah, 
with a message for him and his brothers, the temple servants at Cassaphia, that they should bring us ministers for the house of our God. Since the gracious hand of our God was on us, they brought us Sherebiah, a man of insight from the descendants of Malai, a descendant of Levi, son of Israel, along with his sons and brothers, eighteen men, plus Heshabiah, along with Jeshaiah, from the descendants of Merari, and his brothers and their sons, twenty men. There were also two hundred twenty of the temple servants who had been appointed by David and the leaders for the work of the Levites. All were identified by name. I proclaimed a fast by the Ahava River, so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us, our dependents, and all our possessions. I did this because I was ashamed to ask the king for infantry and cavalry to protect us from enemies during the journey, since we had told him the hand of our God is gracious to all who seek him, but his fierce anger is against all who abandon him. So we fasted and pleaded with our God about this, and he was receptive to our prayer. I selected twelve of the leading priests, along with Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brothers. I weighed out to them the silver, the gold, and the articles, the contribution for the house of our God that the king, his counselors, his leaders, and all the Israelites who were present had offered. I weighed out to them twenty-four tons of silver, silver articles weighing seven thousand five hundred pounds, seven thousand five hundred pounds of gold, twenty gold bowls worth a thousand gold coins, and two articles of fine gleaming bronze, as valuable as gold. Then I said to them, You are holy to the Lord, and the articles are holy. The silver and gold are a free will offering to the Lord God of your ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chamber of the Lord's house before the leading priests, Levites, and heads of the Israelite families in Jerusalem. So the priests and Levites took charge of the silver, the gold, and the articles that had been weighed out to bring them to the house of our God in Jerusalem. We set out from the Ahava River on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. We were strengthened by our God, and He kept us from the grasp of the enemy and from ambush along the way. So we arrived at Jerusalem and rested there for three days. On the fourth day, the silver, the gold, and the articles were weighed out in the house of our God into the care of the priest Merimoth, son of Uriah. Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with him. The Levites Jozebad, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Binuai, were also with them. Everything was verified by number and weight, and the total weight was recorded at that time. 
the exiles who had returned from captivity offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, twelve bulls for all Israel, ninety-six rams, and seventy-seven lambs, along with twelve male goats as a sin offering. All this was a burnt offering for the Lord. They also delivered the king's edicts to the royal satraps and governors of the region west of the Euphrates, so that they would support the people and the house of God. Ezra chapter 9 After these things had been done, the leaders approached me and said, The people of Israel, the priests, and the Levites have not separated themselves from the surrounding peoples whose detestable practices are like those of the Canaanites, Hethites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. Indeed, the Israelite men have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons, so that the holy seed has become mixed with the surrounding peoples. The leaders and officials have taken the lead in this unfaithfulness. When I heard this report, I tore my tunic and robe, pulled out some of the hair from my head and beard, and sat down, devastated. Everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me, because of the unfaithfulness of the exiles, while I sat devastated until the evening offering. At the evening offering, I got up from my time of humiliation with my tunic and robe torn. Then I fell on my knees and spread out my hands to the Lord my God. And I said, My God, I am ashamed and embarrassed to lift my face toward you, my God, because our iniquities are higher than our heads, and our guilt is as high as the heavens. Our guilt has been terrible from the days of our ancestors until the present. Because of our iniquities, we have been handed over, along with our kings and priests, to the surrounding kings and to the sword, captivity, plundering, and open shame as it is today. But now, for a brief moment, grace has come from the Lord our God to preserve a remnant for us and give us a stake in His holy place. Even in our slavery, God has given us a little relief and light to our eyes. Though we are slaves, our God has not abandoned us in our slavery. He has extended grace to us in the presence of the Persian kings, giving us relief so that we can rebuild the house of our God and repair its ruins, to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. Now, our God, what can we say in light of this? For we have abandoned the commands you gave through your servants, the prophets, saying, The land you are entering to possess is an impure land. The surrounding peoples have filled it from end to end with their uncleanness by their impurity and detestable practices. So do not give your daughters to their sons in marriage or take their daughters for your sons. Never pursue their welfare 
or prosperity, so that you will be strong, eat the good things of the land, and leave it as an inheritance to your sons forever. After all that has happened to us because of our evil deeds and terrible guilt, though you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserve and have allowed us to survive, should we break your commands again and intermarry with the peoples who commit these detestable practices? Wouldn't you become so angry with us that you would destroy us, leaving neither remnant nor survivor? Lord God of Israel, you are righteous, for we survive as a remnant today. Here we are before you, with our guilt, though no one can stand in your presence because of this. Ezra Chapter 10 While Ezra prayed and confessed, weeping and falling face down before the house of God, an extremely large assembly of Israelite men, women, and children gathered around him. The people also wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, an Elamite, responded to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the surrounding peoples, but there is still hope for Israel in spite of this. Therefore, let's make a covenant before our God to send away all the foreign wives and their children, according to the counsel of my Lord and of those who tremble at the command of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Get up, for this matter is your responsibility, and we support you. Be strong and take action. Then Ezra got up and made the leading priests, Levites, and all Israel take an oath to do what had been said. So they took the oath. Ezra then went from the house of God and walked to the chamber of Jehohanan, son of Eliashib, where he spent the night. He did not eat food or drink water because he was mourning over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. They circulated a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem that all the exiles should gather at Jerusalem. Whoever did not come within three days would forfeit all his possessions, according to the decision of the leaders and elders, and would be excluded from the assembly of the exiles. So all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered in Jerusalem within three days. On the twentieth day of the ninth month, all the people sat in the square at the house of God, trembling because of this matter and because of the heavy rain. Then the priest Ezra stood up and said to them, You have been unfaithful by marrying foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Therefore, make a confession to the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the surrounding peoples and your foreign wives. Then all the assembly responded loudly, Yes, we will do as you say. But there are many people, and it is the rainy season. We don't have the stamina 
to stay out in the open. This isn't something that can be done in a day or two, for we have rebelled terribly in this matter. Let our leaders represent the entire assembly. Then let all those in our towns who have married foreign women come at appointed times together with the elders and judges of each town in order to avert the fierce anger of our God concerning this matter. Only Jonathan, son of Ashahel, and Jaziah, son of Tikvah, oppose this, with Meshullam and Shabbatai the Levite supporting them. The exiles did what was proposed. The priest Ezra selected men who were family heads, all identified by name, to represent their ancestral families. They convened on the first day of the tenth month to investigate the matter. And by the first day of the first month, they had dealt with all the men who had married foreign women. The following were found to have married foreign women from the descendants of the priests. From the descendants of Jeshua, son of Josedach, and his brothers, Maaseiah, Eliezer, Jerib, and Gedaliah, they pledged to send their wives away, and being guilty, they offered a ram from the flock for their guilt. Hanani and Zebediah from Immer's descendants. Maaseiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jehiel, and Uzziah from Haram's descendants. Eli Oenei, Maaseiah, Ishmael, Nathanael, Jozebad, and Elasa from Pasher's descendants. The Levites, Jozebad, Shimei, Kileiah, that is, Kelita, Pethahiah, Judah, and Eliezer. The singers, Eliashib, the gatekeepers, Shalem, Telem, and Uri. The Israelites, Parosh's descendants, Remiah, Isaiah, Malkijah, Mijamin, Eliezer, Malkijah, and Benaiah. Elam's descendants, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah. Zatu's descendants, Elioenei, Eliashib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Azizah. Bibei's descendants, Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zabai, and Athlai. Bani's descendants, Meshullam, Malak, Adaiah, Jashub, Sheol, and Jeremoth. Pehath Moab's descendants, Adna, Kilal, Benaiah, Maaseiah, Mataniah, Bezalel, Binuai, and Manasseh. Haram's descendants, Eliezer, Ishijah, Malachijah, Shimeiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Moloch, and Shemariah. Hashem's descendants, Matanai, Matana, Zabad, 
Eliphalet, Jeremai, Manasseh, and Shimei. Bani's descendants, Maadai, Amram, Uel, Benaiah, Bediah, Kiluhai, Veniah, Merimoth, Eliashib, Mataniah, Matanai, Jeasu, Bani, Benuai, Shimei, Shelemiah, Nathan, Adaiah, Machnadibai, Shashai, Sherai, Azarel, Shelemiah, Shemariah, Shalom, Amariah, and Joseph. Nebo's descendants, Jael, Mattathiah, Zabad, Zebina, Jedai, Joel, and Benaiah. All of these had married foreign women, and some of the wives had given birth to children. Ezra's prayer is both heartrending and convicting. Have you ever found yourself before the Lord asking forgiveness for the same old sin again? I have. Most of the time, those sessions end in frustration before Him in much the same tone as Ezra's. What's it going to take, Lord? What do I have to do to finally break free from this stain on my soul? Of course, Ezra was probably a little more righteous than most, but he wasn't deceiving himself. He was just as prone to sin as the next person, and he knew it. Not only that, but it was evident that Ezra felt a deep devotion to his Israelite brothers and sisters. This love for his people must have helped him to take their sin on himself. A glimmer of Christ, don't you think? It was no doubt devastating to send away the foreign wives and children. But don't be deceived. There is always fallout from sin. We should never fool ourselves into believing that no one will get hurt. Someone is always hurt. Now, do I have faith that the wives and children were cared for in some way? Yes, I do. But I think the lesson here is that God's laws were sent for our good and His glory. And it's always better not to sin in the first place. I'd like to know what you think at LiftingHerVoice.com. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.